0: Welcome to this episode of Man, Buns, and Jesus. I'm not even going to try and give you an episode number because I have no idea where we are right now. Um, if you're listening on Podbean, that's great, but there are more convenient ways to listen. I kind of plug right at the beginning. We are now officially on all of the podcasting platforms I've ever heard of. We're on Google, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, um, we're on FM, no. FM something. And Pandora is still pending because apparently they take their review process very, very seriously. So that's our plug. This is Man Buns and Jesus, and I, I am Josh Laborius. So I'm a pastor in Eastfield, California. And Ben, right over there, is a pastor in somewhere where it is so very cold right now. I really don't know why anyone lives there. What are we talking about today, Ben? Oh, that just looks... If you're listening, Ben is turning his camera, and I believe that's that's ice falling from the sky outside.
1: It is not ice. It is fluffy frozen water. There is a significant That sounds difference. like ice you, to me. You can jump into a foot of snow and be fine. You can't jump into a foot of ice and be okay.
0: You underestimate my power.
1: Well, you know... <clears throat> That might lead us into our topic today because Josh has been known to power lift from time to time. Um, and by from time to time, I mean what, three times a week? Uh with uh, six times a week. Okay. Yeah. You know, when I knew you in seminary, it was three times a week with conditioning on the other three. Um anyway, but <laughs> today's topic, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about uh fitness. Um and maintaining a, a healthy lifestyle and, and, and balance and uh this is something that I've kind of on and off struggled with over the last few years um, and and something I'm still processing and working through and and thinking about in terms of how that impacts my life and my faith um and Josh used to be a personal trainer so I'm gonna let him get us rolling on this and kind of give us his thoughts on you know, how does our, our faith have anything to do with physical fitness? And, um, you know, what, what should we be doing? What can we be doing? And what's, what's your thought process on the whole thing?
0: Um, so kind of where I want to go with this is I want to start with some very practical things. And kind of shift from that into theology. Um, ben did mention I used to be a personal trainer. I was certified. I was officially certified. Just I wanted cards on the table with with anyone listening. I was certified for one year, <laughs> <laughs> exactly one year. I did I did a certification process, um, but when it came, like it costs money every year you want to re up the certification. I was like, I don't really need this, so I let it drop. Um, I think what kind of my fitness experience, like Ben, like I've struggled with this, not just the, the past couple of years, I've struggled with this as far back as I can remember. Um, I've always been kind of a heavy set fellow. And there's there honestly, there's always been a lot of insecurity with that. So I um I work out a lot. Um as kind of, and I've I go back and forth with, you know, where I'm at with my physical fitness. Um, So my back, I have that training as a personal trainer, but I think what's more valuable is I have um, exercised and learned at the feet of people who really know their stuff. Um, and, And one of the boons kind of a shout out to my wife, Chris, she has her undergraduate degree is in exercise science. So she's very much, uh, we work out together. That's something we enjoy doing together. Um, And it's, it's great for me because like when we start doing exercises and I'm not quite sure, you know, what's the form, how are we doing this? I I turn to her and I say, well, what's the right way to do it? Um, So I was going
1: to say, you may not be a certified personal trainer anymore, but you are married to a certified fitness fanatic. So,
0: Can confirm. Uh, (laughs) So that's kind of cards like that's my background. I I don't want to pretend I'm I'm in some sort of phenomenal expert, but the stuff that I do, I know well enough to do safely. And I can proudly say that I have been um, weightlifting for seven years now with very few breaks and I have never been sidelined by an injury. And if you know any weightlifters, you know, that is an accomplishment. Um, So that's my background. And when it comes to how does this fitness impact our faith on a very fundamental, practical level, your health, your physical health impacts every other aspect of your life. Um, And there is, I mean, there's kind of just the, the very obvious to us, like if you're in such bad shape that you can't do certain things, like that's gonna, that's gonna negatively impact, you know, how often you can get to worship or how often you can serve your, like how often you're positioned to serve your neighbor. Um, just an example, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, uh, a car crash on the, on the entrance to our, our apartment. We, our apartment is on the fourth story. Uh, we had all of our windows open and it, it faces the entrance to our complex. And we heard a car crash because we're less than a block from the entrance. And we look out the window, we see there's a car uh, that my guess is was totaled in the road. So me and Chris, we head down and we help this guy push his car into the driveway. If I was in terrible shape, I could not have physically done that. So there's kind of that like obvious, okay, I can see where being in at least decent physical shape can allow me to serve my neighbor better, can help me, but if you look into the science of what exercise can do to your mental state, to your spirituality, like it, it is one of those things where I, I see these studies coming out and I just, for me, it—it it is a powerful reminder of how intricately connected God designed us to be right. Because the, the study there, and we can go back and forth on like, you know, how, accurate these studies are um, but there is a reality if you're in better shape, you sleep better you're, you're more rested and that's going to impact um, how much self-discipline you have in, in all of your life that's going to impact how you treat your kids that's going to impact how willing you are to get up for church on Sunday morning um, there is a, there is another reality that when you are exercising self-discipline and forcing yourself to exercise. Self discipline is just like any other muscle or any muscle in your body. The more you use it, the more you have. Um, so it's easier to resist temptation if you kind of practice that self discipline. And uh, the, there's also a chemical reality that when you exercise, it, it helps. Science or research has shown that it can reduce feelings of depression and, and other like anxiety, like mental illnesses. Physical exercise impacts. So all of this kind of practical reality that we're seeing play out on research is exercise does have an impact on how you think, on how you feel, and all of these are the realm of your faith. So there is that practical reality, but I think what is uh, is almost more um, powerful if you're in the faith is. I think there's a theological push for um, at very least physical wellness. Um, This isn't like saying, well, you need to be running marathons or you need to be power. Like you don't necessarily have to be great at exercise, but I think there is a theological rationale for, um, for wellness. And this is kind of where I want to see what you think, because, I think one of the problems we face is in, and I'm speaking for American Christianity because that's what I'm familiar with. In American Christianity, we've kind of separated the spirit and the and the physical. So we say, well, my faith isn't impacted by my body. But in our, our theology, if you if you look at scripture and honestly, if you look at our confessions, those are not separate things. God created us as a whole person. And what research is showing is just that same reality that our our spiritual health, our our mental health, our our faith health, is connected to our physical health, and if you don't take care of the of one, it's going to have a negative impact on the other. So that's kind of the theology. I'd like to, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that.
1: So I, just to make sure that I'm on the same page you're you're at right here, I think. A lot of the things that you've pointed to is is basically like if if we want to kind of bring this into a more um uh, theolo- theological languagey kind of thing, just keeping yourself healthy, the benefits of keeping yourself health- healthy uh can significantly help you in terms of um giving the devil less tools to play with in his playbook for temptation. Because if you are Feeling good, feeling awake, um, in good temperament because you've rested enough. Um, If you're not, you know, screaming at your stomach to stop turning over every two minutes because you ate something you shouldn't, um, like all of those things are going to put you in a better mindset to look, listen, and respond to the things that are around you in a way that is godly and pleasing. Is that a, a fair sound? Yeah. Okay. So the, I'm actually coming at this from a little bit different perspective, I think. Um, and where my head immediately goes when I think about this is stewardship. Um, Just because like of all of the gifts that we talk about, we talk about our time, we talk about our talents, we talk about our treasures, right? So we're talking about the 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 time we have on Earth, the time we have available to us in a given week, we, we talk about the the things that we are capable of doing. We talk about the the things that we have, but when we talk about each of those things, they're all kind of related to our physical person. Like, um, you only have as much time as you have energy for. You only have as much capability as your body is physically able to do, and of your treasures perhaps the greatest is the fact that you are a i'm assuming listening to this you are a living breathing human being um and that means that you have a a body you have that's
0: a bold assumption ben that we don't have (laughs) we don't have dead listeners
1: (laughs) uh yeah unless somebody's playing this podcast at a funeral which just
0: that would be weird maybe don't yeah i don't know if i want our podcast being associated with that
1: anyway um all of that is to say i think like if we think about think about our health in terms of stewardship um i think that that can go a long way cuz i mean there are numerous 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 courses on like how you can effectively plan your schedule to uh care for your yourself and your family in a godly way there are resources about how uh, you can grow in your skills and abilities, especially related to doing work for the faith. There are um, all sorts of resources on how you can steward your wealth, your possessions uh, in such a way that is smart and, and ensures that you're using them wisely. But then we don't take that extra half step and go, so how are we stewarding ourselves, like our physical selves? Um, and I think a piece of that that is really interesting and, and important is there. There's like a very um, eschatological. Here's my big theology word of the day: uh, eschatological. That means
0: or, the end of time, guys. Thank you, Josh. <clears throat> there's a, there's a
1: very like eschatological reality to our bodies. Um, in, in Revelation, the way that God goes about bringing the end of time is that he brings the dead back from the dead in their bodies. And those he blesses because of the righteousness of Christ, he recreates those bodies into the form that they were always intended to have. So it won't be... Hang on. So- It won't be the exact body that we have now, but it will be our body perfected in the love of God.
0: And something I I want to draw out kind of two, I think, maybe erroneous extremes that people take that. The one is that they ignore that. And I think what we what Revelation tells us is that. God does value the body. There is value in the physical. I mean, God created us to as physical beings. And this is this is something that if if you're in my church or you watch my devotions or you're listening to this podcast, you will very rarely hear me say heaven. Instead, you will hear me say new creation. Because when we think about heaven, we think about oh, we're we're flying in the clouds with harps or whatever and it's like a very spiritual ethereal image but that's not what revelation or anything else talks about it talks about a new perfect creation and that includes the physical we're we're promised a new heavens and a new earth so i think one extreme is just to ignore the physical but i think um there's also like another problematic extreme where people say well you get exactly the body." That you had, it's like and i think that like that's the argument people have against cremation and, and stuff and
1: and tattoos and
0: it's yeah. like god god can like if you think about martyrs for, like think about stephen his bones mm-hmm. have turned to dust like there is nothing left to him and i mm-hmm. have no doubt that he will be recruited that he will be um his his body will be raised from the like So our body, like you were saying, our bodies will be perfect at the end of time. It's not like, you know, if you break your leg and and you have a limp the rest of your life that in in the new creation, you're still going to have a limp. Like that's dumb.
1: Yeah. Or like in, in a direct opposite to cremation, like how many of the like early reformers or their followers were burned at the stake by the Catholic church? Um, I literally led, uh, in my Bible study yesterday, we talked about, uh, a couple of events that happened in, in the Reformation where, um, one in, in the 1520s, I believe it was, uh, a couple of Dutch monks were burned at the stake for following Luther's teaching early, early in Luther's career. I have full expectation that those guys are going to be in heaven, uh, and their bodies are going to be recreated perfectly. But they're probably as torched as a, a cremated I mean, remains. They're not just feet. gonna be a
0: floating cloud of ash. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um,
1: they're not it's gonna look like what happens when I accidentally tip over a charcoal grill. Like it's, <laughs> it's frankly ridiculous to for me to to see people think that God doesn't have the power to recreate either cremated or burned remains. Um, He's the creator of the universe.
0: Like We made I'm, Adam from dust in the first place, guys. Yeah.
1: How much more credibility do you need? <laughs> and like the the promise that we make every Ash Wednesday is from dust you came to dust you shall return. Um, we as as living people now, you know, God willing, 60, 70, 80 years from now, we're dead and gone. Um, and and our bodies have decayed, um, and we turn to dust. Like, we're going to be as unput together as the most cremated of cremated remains. And God's still going to resurrect that body and put his perfected touch on it, and it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter one iota.
0: Yeah, so I think kind of pulling us back to our topic is there's a balance here, like recognize Mm -hmm. that God can over, like you're, you're not risking your eternal body. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the driving point here is that God does care about our physical being. Mm -hmm. I I mean, and you can look to Jesus ministry. You can look to examples of, you know, he fed people. It mattered that people were fed. uh, And. um. And maybe this would this should, this should be another podcast, but I'll add it to our topic list. Um, and I think one of the reasons that we struggle with this so much is because I think as in America we're such a sedentary, frankly gluttonous society that I think part of the reason we have to even talk about the the exercise issue is because we have those issues as well. Um, But all of this says that as a Christian, like you should be taking care of your body. And that like that looks different from different people. Right. Um, For me, that looks like weightlifting and doing high intensity interval training um, six days a week. There are a lot of people who that's not the stage of life they're in anymore. Like. I I understand. I I hear that
1: for for me that that process looks like walking my dog every day and playing disc golf as much as possible when it's not snowing you know like there there are different ways that we can accomplish the same goal but it's still a goal that we should have
0: yeah and and alongside that i think uh probably more important than the exercise bit is the healthy eating bit um because mm. I, I, there are people who say you can't outwork uh, an unhealthy diet. That's not strictly (laughs) speaking. But to do so, you almost need it to be your full time. Like Michael Phelps, that man, when he was swimming, could eat literally whatever he want, wanted, and he would work, he would outwork it. Right. Because if you're burning 6,000 calories a day, (laughs) like you almost have to eat a few big Macs to keep up. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you telling
1: me that as a pastor, I shouldn't be dirty bulking?
0: No, no, you should not. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are uh, unfamiliar, and I'm I'm about to talk about some like exercise tips. So maybe we need to cover some of this, some of this slang quick, a dirty bulk. Okay. uh, (laughs) Certain segments of the weightlifting community, you go through cycles called cutting and bulking. So bulking is you're putting on weight with the intention of getting stronger, right? Because it's very, very hard to get stronger while losing weight. Because what weightlifting is, is is, um, it's incredibly high intensity energy burn in very short periods of time. So you need energy sitting around, right? If you're going to squat 600 pounds, you need a ton of energy for your muscles to burn all at once um so and what ben said when he when he says a dirty bulk a dirty bulk you put on weight in not super healthy ways. so you eat a ton of mcdonald's like you get a bunch of fast food and you put on what many would consider unhealthy weight um and so that's a a dirty bulk which frankly is is a lot easier than a clean bulk obviously it's it's really hard to put on a ton of weight when you're eating salmon and rice. Um, <laughs> and then cutting is, is the other side where, where you, um, after you've kind of achieved whatever your strength goals are, you, you cut weight and kind of ma- try to maintain whatever strength you got to. Uh, those are two, uh, a couple others, like exercise slang, mostly weightlifter slang. Cause that's my joy. Um, <laughs> throwing iron, throwing weight, uh, these are all, I'm just lifting weights. Uh, getting them gains, that's D-E-M space G-A-I-N-Z. Gains. Um, that just means you're getting stronger and stronger. You're getting the gains in the weight that you're lifting. Um, I think that's uh, ripped, uh, jacked, cut. These are all variations of just uh, getting swole. These are all just, you're getting in better shape. Um, with different kinds of, like if you're saying you're getting cut, you're, you're probably go, like, you're trying to get a six pack. Like you're trying to look like all of your muscles are showing. Um, if you're trying to get swole, you're, you're probably more along the bulking line. Anyway. So those are, those are words I'm probably going to throw out because that's how I talk. Um, <laughs> it's called gimbro. bro. It's a very, it's a very guttural language. <laughs>
1: It includes lots of uh, groaning, screaming, yelling, um, <laughs> words that are kind of English, but not really. Yeah. Think like um, uh, if you've ever been to the UP uh, for my Michigan uh, people, and they start talking like this, don't you know? And it's like uh, kind of Canadian and, and in all something that you can't really understand. And, and like somehow they're talking hockey slang and, and, Like how dirty that salad is on on that 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 random farmer over there, you know. But like, it's it's just.
0: So two comments like that. (laughs) It's like that. (laughs) Better Kenny hockey bros. Okay, so speaking hockey bro is a is a related language to gym bro okay
1: It, is. it so that's for, is. so if
0: you want to get more of a window watch letter kenny
1: or don't because
0: it, it's an inappropriate tv show it's a great tv show but it's inappropriate um they say the f word like it's a comma <laughs> um but the the hockey bros in letter
1: in the middle of their set. so we'll so they're doing speak to text josh
0: they speak fluent hockey bro Jim bro is a related language and on a related note, this past Tuesday, the Nashville, we, I, I'm a Nashville Predators fan. It's a hockey team for those of you who are uncultured swine. Um, and you can't call half our audience uncultured swine, John. I can how we because they don't listeners. watch hockey, and that's <laughs> offensive. Okay, so we had a guest comment. Normally, Chris Mason is the color commentator for the Nashville Predators, and I just I don't enjoy his commentary. Chris Mason, if for whatever reason you stumble across this podcast, I'm sure you're a great fellow. You do have a a nice, a nicely trimmed beard, but man, I do not enjoy your color commentary. So he was out on the COVID list and they brought in Hal Gill, who's the Preds radio announcer. And Chris Mason was a goalie. Hal Gill was a skater and he's speaking hockey bro through the entire, he's like, Oh, he's just dishing that top chatter. Uh, He's going bar Like it's, He's just speaking hockey, bro. And it was the greatest experience of my life. Tangent. Anyway, so some tips we're talking about, you know, exercise is important. Health is important. So here's some tips from someone who does, who is in the exercise game, um, who's working on his healthy eating game. And uh, some of the things I've learned, some of the tips that I have for you. Um, The first is and here's, here's one of the things that I think is lacking in like in Christian fitness. Everybody is too darn uplifting. Okay. <laughs> like you'll get people. And maybe this is appropriate because it's around the new year that say like, you have to find a gym partner that's encouraging and blah, blah, blah. No, no. I contend. And I will, I will claim this till the day I die. You need a gym partner who is gonna make fun of you whenever you miss, okay? Or at least
1: be at, at least be willing to be brutally honest.
0: Right. Because if, if
1: you're being a fat slob, you probably need to know that.
0: Um, I had three or four guys who starting the second year of seminary or in the second year of seminary and most of the first year of seminary, um, they were in the gym with me every morning at six o'clock. And I think most of the reason for that is because if they ever missed, I gave them no end of crap. And everyone else got who was there that morning gave them <laughs> no end of crap. OK, you don't skip the gym when you're going to get called chicken legs for the next week if you miss day. OK, so that's my tip. Number one, if, if you recognize that you do need to get into some form of exercise, I do encourage you get a workout partner that will make fun of you for skipping okay shame is an effective tool just saying Um, or at least
1: be honest
0: another tip I have for you is unless you are like totally anti-morning get your workouts done in the morning and my simple rationale for it oh I have two rationale one is encouraging one is just reality The, the encouraging one is if you start your day with a workout That no matter what you do for the rest of your day, at least you accomplished that. The more practical thing is the longer, like if you work out in the morning, you don't have enough time to talk yourself out of it. And the day doesn't have time to throw other things in your way. Like no one schedules a meeting suddenly at six in the morning. But if you're at work, you work all day, maybe at the end, toward the end of the day, you get called into a meeting that goes pretty long. You don't get home till eight o'clock. You're not working out. Things don't, scheduling doesn't frequently change that early in the morning. So just get it done in the morning before anyone else has time to take your time away. Um, There's a
1: reason that as, as pastors and, and a lot of other people will tell you to get your devotional time done. First thing in the morning. That's basically for the same reason. It's like you're. It's hard to find like interruptions in the morning. It's a lot easier at the end of the day.
0: Right. Um, so that's kind of some tips around exercise, around exercise. But I think some tips for exercise itself is uh, you have to find something you enjoy, and you have to find balance. Because there is a reality that you are not going to enjoy everything you need to do. Mm -hmm. But you have to find something you enjoy that keeps you coming back. Because if you absolutely hate every minute of your workout, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Um, So for me, I love weightlifting. So that's what I start with. Every morning we go down and we lift weights. That's what we start with. And then I do my cardio because I recognize I need the cardio but I enjoy the weightlifting, even though I maybe don't need that as much at this point in my life. So you have to have balance with that. Um, And you say, well, what am I balancing? Typically there are five, there there are five pillars of physical fitness. Okay. Flexibility, um, muscular strength, muscular endurance, cardiovascular endurance, and body composition. Right. So in my example, my weightlifting takes care of my muscular strength, my muscular endurance. My cardio takes care of the cardiovascular. I stretch to help with flexibility. My body composition isn't where it needs to be, but we're, work, we're working on it. Um, and you might say, well, how do I do any of this? Seek out resources. You know, maybe that does look like you go to a gym, you get a personal trainer and they and they kind of walk you through a lot of gyms, especially around New Year's. They'll give you a deal where you sign up for a few months and you'll get, a, you'll get like four or five sessions with a personal trainer to start with. Take advantage of them because they know what they're doing. At the very least, they'll teach you how to not hurt yourself while exercising. Um, mm-hmm. Online, there are a lot of great resources. Uh, the two resources that I think are the best that I would point you to, um, there's Exercise RX as an exercise prescription, exercise RX is, has a lot of really good resources. Um, and so does bodybuilding.com bodybuilding.com, especially for the weightlifting. They have a lot of videos with like safety tips. Um, like if you're doing a deadlift, never, ever bend your back because that's how you throw out your back straight back all the way up and down. And like they'll, they'll have a video kind of showing you the tips on how to do that. Um, so seek out those resources. Um, Because you don't want to hurt yourself doing the exercise, right? So those are some of my practical tips for the exercise side of things. Or you can Uh, walk your dog aggressively like Ben does.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, she chases everything, smells everything. So it's a bit of an arm workout too, because you got to, you know, she's an almost 60 pound dog. So yanking her off of a, a dead animal that's on the side of the road is a difficult uh, task from time to time anyway um let's let's move to some takeaways here josh uh what, are, what is your big takeaway from the day um related mostly to the the theology side of things um and if you had to leave people with one tip on the
0: exercise side what would it be oh that means i get two t- okay so um yeah my, this is not my real takeaway, but my my knee-jerk response was, "You ask, what's my one takeaway? It gets full, I say it gets full." Um, but you no, it's not, <laughs> God does, God does kind of point us to take care of our bodies, um, and we, there there is biblical, there's theological, you know, support for. Um, we're called to take care of our bodies, just like we're called to take care of our minds and our relationships and our uh, mm-hmm. our spiritual health. So um, that's my theological takeaway. And if I'm going to give you one practical tip, um, it's just find some sort of exercise that you, you can engage with consistently, that you enjoy. Um, if that's walks with friends, if that's running, gross, if that's weight, like whatever it is, find something you enjoy. And and just start somewhere. If, mm-hmm. if you're doing ten minutes a day, that's better than zero minutes a day. So that's my exercise tip for you. Well, not for you. Well, also for you, Ben. I guess if you need it. But for those of you listening, what about you, Ben? What are your your tips and takeaways?
1: So my my theology takeaway. I really like the the perspective that you brought of uh, it. Just being being healthy is is a way to help us better be on top of the ways that we're tempted um I, I think that's a a big kind of piece of of why we should stay healthy maybe from more of like a, a stick than a carrot perspective but um it, it's still a, a reason to do it uh, and then my tip uh in terms of fitness stuff um Get creative. Um, If you're a member here at my congregation in Michigan, or you live in the area and are struggling to find normal forms of exercise, we have a... uh, uh, How do I put this nicely? An elderly fitness group uh, that meets three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for an hour. Um, They kick butt. I've got some uh ladies in their mid eighties who uh far outperform and and uh are, are far fitter and far healthier than people I know that are 20 years their junior. So um find find creative ways to get in shape and, and stay healthy and um you never know what resources might be just around the corner. Yeah. Um some some prayer tips for today I think or just ask God to encourage you uh, to remain healthy, to seek out the resources that you need, and to uh, help you remember that your body is something that you are called to call the steward uh, as part of your, your Christian walk. Um, Josh, you got anything you want to add to that? Or
0: I think uh, something that is also valuable is, is thank God for the physical health that you do have. Um, yeah, definitely. Even if you're listening to this and maybe you're not in a physically great place uh you're struggling mm-hmm. with some chronic health problems or or whatever um, you know what God has still blessed you with with some level of physical health and uh and a body that that is a gift so mm-hmm. give thanks for that in in your prayers um, yeah. Uh, I think that's all we got for this, this podcast, this, uh, this installment of man buns and Jesus. (laughs) Um, Check us out uh, on whatever your preferred um, podcasting platform is because uh, we're on almost all of them. Hopefully we'll be on Pandora pretty soon here. Um, And let us know if there's a topic that you want us to cover. If there's something you want us to talk about, if you have questions about something we covered, Or better yet, if you have challenges for something we covered, please let us know. We live for that stuff. Um, (laughs) So that brothers and sisters go in peace and serve the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.